Algar Productions. Welcome to the Post-Atomic Horror, the most comprehensive Star Trek podcast ever produced, with your hosts, Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 408, covering Absolute Candor, with Terry Drozdak. Hi friends, it's week, what is it, week four of Picard? And, yes, uh, week four. Pedro's here with us. Hi guys. Hello Terrence. Okay, first thing is first. Yes. Cute boys. Oh, okay, so cute boy ranking. It goes, Rios is number one. Rios is yeah, he the fucking hottest, is. hottest uh-huh. boy. And under under that is like 1A, 1B, 1C, yes, exactly, I assume. Yeah, exactly. Like he, you, they don't get separate entries. No. Oh my God, He's Pilot re- or uh, Fighter Rios hologram was so fucking hot this week. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, he is. Um, okay. And then um, uh, Warrior Nun Elf. Mm-hmm. Strictly, like, aesthetically, he's the best sure. looking. And then okay. um, Toothy Romulan Sketchy Boy mm-hmm. is, but he has best hair. He's number one in hair. Narek. Narek, yes. yes. Name. Number one in hair. He's got yes. that tousled hair. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Someone good tousled hair. him. That's good okay. hair. So those are the cutest boys. But and I think I made like Agnes best of anyone, so she is well, yes, wonderful <laughs> and perfect. <laughs> what and about beautiful. Captain? What about the the name of the show, Captain Picard? Do, what about the Star get... Trek Picard? I of don't it all? want to kiss yes. him. I just want to like. I mean, maybe on the forehead, it looks like good landing area. Yeah, <laughs> just like a grandfatherly thing. No, I mean he used to be. Yeah, I I was super into him about back back in like TNG days. But yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is like he's always read as pretty old and he's still been kind of sexy like is he is he now beyond that that's what i'm asking oh no 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 he's not beyond that but i wouldn't call him he a was cute like, boy he he's was a like, handsome older man but he was like sexy 50 before is he not sexy 70 now that's what i'm saying no it's hard for me to find somebody okay so yeah he, he crossed that he, line that's what yeah. I'm he's saying. gotten very shaky old professor x man i now. just want like, him to sit down every time i see him on screen i'm like will you please let this man sit down he even well, says at one point, "Mom, my knees fucking suck now." Yeah, I don't, I don't look. I'll beg, but don't make me go on my knees because they, they don't work so well. And I, I said this on social media. I, I really do genuinely appreciate this show. Like uh, just about every episode, he mm-hmm. said, "I, I can't run around and and shoot guns anymore. I'll just hide behind a table. I'm very old." They yes. took my dune buggy license away. <laughs> Like all that bullshit they were doing in the movies, the dune mm-hmm. buggies and the the lock and load and all like that that just felt so out of character. And he's not doing the Shatner thing anymore. Yeah, he's, like he's aging gracefully instead of trying to make us think he's still a vital young man. I mean, I'm sure Shatner still thinks he can do a fucking backflip. <laughs> oh, if they if they offered Shatner a, a series and uh, said someone had actually replied to me on social media and said it would just be him climbing El Capitan every week. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's probably. It would be true. called Star Trek Captain Kirk is Climbing a Mountain. Why? Because it's because there. I guess, there. I guess that's the central uh, mm-hmm. mystery of the series. He makes love to the mountain. Ew. Uh-huh. Sinewy fingers and toes. Uh, so, uh, one thing I wanted to mention before we get started. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a number of people listening who are sort of uh, not as versed in Star Trek as we are, or maybe even you know like haven't seen a lot of star trek and are having a little bit of trouble following this series which i get like mm-hmm. 
we're missing stuff and we know all this stuff. Yeah, the whole Hugh thing from last week really sort of like. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot imp- of that. It's important to know where that guy comes from and no one says anything. No, and I get that they don't want to insult our intelligence and turn to the camera and say, as you know, Hugh <laughs> was rescued from the Borg, but, eh, you know, there's a happy medium. Yeah. But what I wanted to say is if you are one of these people and you are listening to our show and you are lost or confused, write in. Poststomachhorror yeah. at Gmail. We will take this the first part of the show uh, to answer any any questions you have just, mm-hmm. to, just to get you up to speed because one of the things we have loved doing about the show from day one is like uh, sort of indoctrinating people into this thing. Like, yes, there's. Uh, I'm thinking of our friend Scott specifically, but there's there's a lot of other people mm-hmm. who were like, I've always meant to give Star Trek a chance, and now you guys seem to make it fun, and you're really into it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a try because of you. And like, hopefully, there's still people like that out there. And like, if you're if you're struggling with this, let us know. We'll yeah, you know, we'll we'll get you up to speed. We're happy to do that. And. You might be pointing out stuff that we don't know, and we're happy to do the research. Mm-hmm. So, by which I mean go to Memory Alpha. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the research. A- after that, I uh, I don't know. I'm pretty old. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so all of that said, Tidro, why don't you tell us what happens in Absolute Candor? Okay. Previously on Star Trek Picard. 14 years ago, Picard visited the Romulan relocation hub on planet Vashti in his white linen colonizer suit to visit his best friend in the whole world, a small Romulan boy named Elnor. Elnor lives with an all-female religious order called the Kuat Malat, who practiced radical honesty. I mean, absolute candor. Picard reads to the boy and plays with the boy and says that he will help find a more suitable home for him. The visit gets cut short by the notification of the synth attack on Mars, and Picard fucks off for literally 14 years, leaving the refugees to fend for themselves. Current day. Space is boring. On on La Serena, the emergency hospitality hologram (laughs) has created a hologram of Picard's study because they spent a lot of money on that set, damn it. Picard plans to go to Vashti to see if he can convince the Kuat Malat to help him. Of course, this is a brilliant idea, as it's not like he's just abandoned them for 14 years or anything. Vashti has become a wretched wretched hive of Romulan, scum, and villainy, but Picard bribes his way back planet side and is met with stony silence from most of the residents. The nuns are still nice, except Elnor, who is pissed, and who can blame him? Rafi tells Picard that Romulan Facebook is blowing up, and he better get out of there immediately. Instead of waiting quietly like a nice old man, Picard starts a sword fight. Elnor has to save him and they beam out of there Then Picard yells at Elnor for saving him There is a space battle that they totally would have lost Even with the help of another emergency hologram Except, surprise, Seven of Nine saves the day What? (laughs) Meanwhile, aboard the Romulan reclamation site Soji finally begins to question question her scruffy, scratchy, sketchy boyfriend Scruffy, scratchy Scruffy, scruffy, sketchy, it's hard to say yeah, Scruffy, why did you scratchy, write that for yourself? I didn't know yeah. it was going to be hard to say. I didn't practice it. <laughs> Bad Tidro. So, two things. Yes. No, very good Tidro. Um, two things. Whenever anyone in the show or any of us says synth attack, I just think <laughs> of someone playing synthesizers yep. in a threatening way every time. <laughs> Man, I love me a good synth attack. That's why I watch so much uh, Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> Music from some guys in space. <laughs> 
And the other thing is, I had the same note about Romulan. Fi- like, he's blowing up on planetary. Tra- yeah, he's blowing up on social. Is what <laughs> you were absolutely right. Romulan Twitter is going nuts. Yep. <laughs> Also, Romulan Twitter on a planet dedicated to absolute candor. Jesus Christ. Wow. Ugh. I don't like, know. That think, looks like my feed most days. You think That's what I'm saying. You think the internet is harsh here and now. but mm-hmm. uh, I do. Pe- people who are dedicated to telling the absolute like blatant truth no matter what. Hey, man, it's just my opinion, okay? You can't get mad. No, it's the thing I believe in. Don't don't step on my beliefs, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think this is asshole. based on the um, American practice of... Um, what, I, what, is it, what is it called? Being a dick. I was yes, going to say, yeah, douchebaggery. Being a dick. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Radical honesty, which does, it's like you're not allowed to even tell little white lies, and it does generally result in people just thinking you're a dick. Yeah. The thing is, it's I a real see, shitty way to act. I see a value to that if it is practiced a certain way, but mostly I see it as an excuse to be a jerk. Yeah. yeah. Well, the way the nuns but, do it seems very seems good. Mm-hmm. No, I love I love all of that. I like, I like particularly, and I didn't catch her name because I'm real bad with names. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the lead nun that he talked to in the flashback and then in the present, she's great and demonstrating this this concept through her worked perfectly. Like, yeah, I get it. I get how this is supposed to work. It's not mm-hmm. insulting. It's it, if anything, it feels very Romulan. You know? Yeah. Uh, her name is um, Zanny. She's so yeah, good. I did not catch that. But Z A N I. One of the best Romulans I think I've seen in any series. Mm-hmm. Very just good. Straight up, feels very Romulan. Sounds very Romulan. Just, just very good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So where to start? Um, a lot of stuff going on in this one. This was once again very good. I had a very good time. I had mostly a good time. I guess I'll get into my bad thing. Yeah. Now. Yeah. You're less <laughs> here for samurais than I am. Uh. <laughs> okay. I'm less here for samurais than you. However, there is a wonderful series called Star Wars, maybe you heard of it, <laughs> that has a lot of influence, you know, with that kind of stuff, and I like it okay there. There's tons of samurai stuff in, in like, some good Star Wars stories, but I don't like it in Star Trek. Like, all that swords and fantasy bullshit, all the, I, I what is it, I pledge my sword to your quest? Mm-hmm. Like, no, bind my sword. I bind you my sword. You need to bind your, your sword to my quest. Ugh. Yeah, it was really annoying. And the look of like Romulan elf twink just did not do it for me. <laughs> and I don't by by which I don't mean I didn't find him attractive. I I don't personally. How could you not? He's ridiculous. He doesn't fit. But it yeah, he looks like it seems vaguely problematic because they are going for a samurai thing, and he's not Asian. Mm-hmm. But also, it just he just looks like an elf because of the pointy ears, and they're leaning into that, and he's carrying a fucking giant sword on his back. It's mm-hmm. just, it's so not Star Trek. You it's know? a sword disguised as a stick. Because <sighs> he gets it's... on the ship, and Rafi goes, you brought me a boy with a stick. His, uh-huh. And his name is Elnor, and there is literally an elf on the Lord of the Rings movies that looks like him that's called Elrond. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Although I must admit, I thought his name was Elmo for the first chunk of the episode. <laughs> Elmo, bind his sword to your quest. <laughs> Shut up, Elmo. I I heard Elmo about half the time, and I heard Eleanor about half mm-hmm. the time. And I was real worried because the first time we see him as a as a little kid, somebody mm-hmm. says, uh, "Get out of here, sister boy." I was like, "Oh, wait, what do you what do you do in Star Trek?" Yeah, that's not great. 
No, it's the only boy who lives with a bunch of nuns. They didn't, yeah. The the insult isn't you are like a woman. The the insult is you, you don't belong where you are. Yeah. Yeah. And the 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 whole flashback sequence is wonderful. Just absolutely mm-hmm. wonderful. And then he grows up to be this thing that. Bleh. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually my good thing. Is I'm not crazy about the adult version of him, but the the kid like there's there's this great sort of hanging a lantern on. A lot of people remember Picard not liking kids because that was the early part of Next Gen. But mm-hmm. we pointed this out when we reviewed Next Gen. That's that's his arc. That's a big part of his arc is accepting like the concept of family and opening himself up mm-hmm. to all of that. And and uh, like uh, the 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 lead nun says, I've already forgotten her name. Uh, Zel- Z- Zelda Zippy. Zanny? Did I Zip- say Zanny? Zippo? I think it's Zanny. Hang on. Yeah, sure. Uh, but but she says. You're very stern, and children get in the way of your work, and you don't like children. He's like, what? No, no, not at all. I love this child. And he's, like, spoiling him like a grandpa, like yep. bringing him gifts, and, ah, oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's very I, I really enjoyed all that. I yes. teared up a little. It was yeah, nice. No, it was, it was very, very touching. And it was, like, you know, Patrick Stewart, once again, very good actor. Shocking. Yeah, but, what? But this is a side of him that he rarely got to play as Picard, because Picard was supposed to be so reserved. It's nice that we're in a setting where he can let it out finally. And, like, there's a bit where Rios makes a dumb joke on the bridge of the ship. And mm-hmm. Picard laughs, but not like TV laughs. He laughs like a real person would laugh yeah. at someone's joke. And it's just like, oh, yeah, he's he's looser now. And Patrick Stewart gets to unlock this whole set of acting that he's barely used as this character. Yeah. It's, it's nice. So... But enough about me. That's my goods and bads things. You guys talk now. I also really like that opening. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Anything in specific? I mean, Picard's old man from Jurassic Park suit was also was very good. This <laughs> <laughs> fucking, what's his name? Tom Wolfe, the, the, like the southern gentleman white yeah. linen suit? Yeah. I want to take you to my island to look at dinosaurs. <laughs> I stole I stole this from Samuel Clemens. Fuck that guy. <laughs> My pistola. Mm-hmm. Now, Tidra, you had some very specific details that you liked. Oh, on the planet. On the planet. Oh, there is so many bugs. There were like a lot of butterflies, and then there was a little thing that looked like a bee, but it obviously wasn't a bee because it was crawling on the table, and people weren't freaking out, going "Ah, a bee!" So it, was, <laughs> it can't have been a bee, but it was really cute. Yeah, it's it's that thing that they can do now where they take sort of a mundane-ish set, like a, a more realistic setting, and mm. then they like change the color of the sky a little bit and add some like extra animals and plants in post, and yeah, it looks it, it, it nice looks bit of flavor. it looks so good. The, the, the Just... planet looked good, and the nunnery itself was like amazing. Like mm. I want to live there. Yeah, I mean they lived in a hollowed-out tree, like the elves that they are. But... <laughs> <laughs> For, <laughs> forging the cookies with like mm-hmm. beautiful ma- red maples outside. Oh, that's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was all very good. Like I'm, I'm continuing to enjoy the aesthetic of the show, and I, I'm very much enjoying Star Trek's like commitment to making alien planets look more alien now. Yeah, yes. that's always nice. Because once you're actually showing Vasquez Rock, you can't film there anymore and just say it's alien. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But we have, I mean, you know, all that, uh, like, people complain about CG, but seriously, it opens up so many, like, you wouldn't have all those bugs without that. No, you know? yeah, like, exactly. The thing, and it's a great like, little detail. 
I don't have any problem with CG. It's the overuse of CG that bugs me, you know? No, I know. We don't we don't want Cats 2019. But No uh, one wants Cats 2019, but also everyone uh, wants Cats yeah. 2019. It's very confusing. Everyone, everyone we know does, for sure. Uh-huh. Weirdos. I'm I'm very very surprised that you were not on that train, Tedro. Yeah, you're not down with a rum tum tugger, Tedro. I couldn't get enough people together to get drunk with and go see it. That, that Skimble Shanks, the cat of the railway the, train. The way to do it is like get a group okay. together, yes. get altered, and watch this movie. Yes. Okay. I get to watch just... a video of Paul F. Tompkins getting high for the first time in 20 years to go see it. <laughs> I did not know that existed, and. If it doesn't involve seeing the actual movie itself, maybe I'll look at it. Because <laughs> I have had to work very hard the last couple of months to avoid that movie. <laughs> it's pretty much it's pretty much just a video of a coming down from being high Paul F. Tompkins explaining what it was like to go see ta- uh, Cats. Gah. Anyway, I just wanted to point out the bugs because, Tidro, like half your notes are about those bugs. No, They're good bugs. I did put a picture of the bug in because I love him so much. Well, if you're <laughs> a, a patron. a good bug picture. If you're a patron, you can see the bug. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> those notes are available. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your actual good thing, though, Tidro? Oh, oh, okay. This might take a little while. Um, good? <laughs> no. We got two more Captain Rios emergency holograms, and I love every mm-hmm. single one of them. Uh, this delights me, and I hope we get to continue to meet new ones. Like, I hope there's okay. like two new ones every episode. Real, real quick, let's point out. Last week, neither Matt nor I nor Vichelle spotted that there were already two. We assumed that the one on the bridge helping him fix his wound was the same one in his quarters, and they were two different ones. We didn't we didn't pick up on that. But yeah, there's a navigator sure. and a medical one. Yeah, yes. I was I, at the time I watched it. I was like, is that the same one? I don't know. Yeah. Was not sure. I no, think they could have probably made that a little more clear. Mm-hmm. What we had said was we didn't notice the Irish accent before. It's because it wasn't there before. Yeah, <laughs> each each one of them has a different accent or different or look, a different speaks accent, a different language sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> fucking oh. new guy who shows up to help uh, Jason Momoa looking motherfucker. Oh my god! Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that dude was good. gorgeous. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. It it might have been Spanish. I. I know a little Spanish, and I, w- mm. I didn't pick up on, but it could be like a different accent or, you it know, didn't, what, I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't either. Yeah, but, but I, mean, I loved him. Yeah, it was it was great. And then Also, <laughs> the idea of your ship's, uh, your your battle uh, EMH being apparently hungover is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he seemed also, like he just had a rough night. Yeah, he had, he only had like, his sleeves rolled up a little bit, but it clearly looked like he had different tattoos yeah. than, than Rios, Rios Prime has. Yes. It's nice to know that uh, he and I spend uh, spend our time doing the same thing, which is playing around with different avatar creators. <laughs> yep. Can I talk about Rios for just a second? Of oh, course. please do. Okay. So when I saw the previews, I was like, oh, great. It's another brunette human male. Blech, whatever. Who cares? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> as a brunette human male, ouch. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you're not what I want to see in my Star Trek. <laughs> Tidro, no. <laughs> He's only had 52 years to shine. I mean, come on. <sighs> anyway, so 
he should not work for me. He's like Mm -hmm. a scruffy pilot. The first time we meet him, he has his shirt off and a piece of metal in him and it Mm -hmm. gets taken out and it doesn't even want it stitched up. He's a, he should be a caricature, like a parody. He's Mm -hmm. called his ship the La Serena and he's got a mermaid tattoo on his arm. This is, this should not be a character that works at all. He should be ridiculous. And yet, He's, he is ridiculous. Let's uh, be clear. Yeah, that, but it's one of the things I love about him. Uh, he's, right li- he's literally just a pirate. Oh, also, and reads like Spanish philosophy books. Like, ah, uh. mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, just everything. Sorry, well, just been... about Rios right now. Don't, don't say sorry. Uh. Yeah, you're on the show to talk about things. Ooh. He he just no. works. He just works for yeah, me. Yeah, he's so he's so good. He also he seems is. to me he reminds me very much of Inigo Montoya from Princess Bride. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I I like the show's been good with representation mm-hmm. and he is a man of color. He's not just another bland white dude, which is good. Yeah. And I like that right now the crew is the old white dude and then two ladies, one of them a woman of color and then mm-hmm. 50 different Rioses. Yep. I I'm just I'm enjoying that. I'm because there's a certain kind of person who doesn't want to watch Star Trek anymore because there's not enough white people in it. And good, fuck off. Yeah, you can go elsewhere. Yeah, go to. We uh, know watch where they the, are going the to Orville. go. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. the Orville. <laughs> it's the only real Star Trek on now. Shut oh up. my god! Shut up. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> no, he's he is fantastic and continues to be fantastic. Yeah. So he's that was my he's my like he's just generally my good thing. That's the I guarantee the last episode of this show is gonna have a big space battle where all of the different holograms have to band together to yeah get, keep the ship running if or it whatever. It doesn't happen as a missed opportunity. Yeah, seriously. I really hope because you know this would have been the Branham Braga move to say the real Rios died a hundred years ago and he, <laughs> they're all holograms. Like, shut up. No, the real one is real. He got stabbed with an actual like blade. It mm-hmm. went through his real flesh. He's real. I mean, we haven't seen him leave the ship yet, though. <sighs> Maybe he has a light bee. The, the, or the. I mean, the doctor on Voyager had a light bee. Yeah. So. Yeah, we talked about that though. It's like I, I feel like those probably aren't super common. They might be. I don't know. No, but he's former Starfleet. He might sure. have stole one. Also, it was Voyager. <laughs> they couldn't get new parts. Yeah, but also they know Voyager guys, as as evidenced in this episode. Mm-hmm. Which I think we should save that. We should talk about that in a minute. But we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tidra, what's your bad thing, though? Okay. My bad thing is that the show keeps waffling between Picard has to live with the consequences of his actions and Picard did the best he could and he's a good man. And I feel like they need to they need to pick a side. Maybe they're going for ambiguity, uh, but it feels to me like they're, try- they're trying to have their cake and eat it, too. Mm. Hmm. See, I didn't see it that way. What I saw, and he calls it out in this episode, he's like, I went... Like, if I couldn't have the perfect option, then I did nothing. Yeah. Yeah. There, There is that. But it it feels like when a, like a, when a, like a cele- white celebrity man fucks up and then he just, like, does a non-apology and six months later everybody I, forgives him. I just don't <laughs> think he didn't fuck up. Like, I feel like he, he, went in, he, he didn't He went go in back. to save them and nobody had his back. We had a whole scene where he's like... What get what ships? There's no ships to get. There's mm-hmm. nobody like nobody will help me. There's nothing like yeah. 
the only ba- the only wrong thing I see that he did was not then reaching out and saying, "Guys, Starfleet abandoned me. I will come help dig your wells there." But exactly, like, he didn't I, even know what was going on on the planet. They had to tell him, and he told that little boy that yes, he missed him every day. No, I don't mm-hmm. think he thought about that little boy at all. I disagree. <laughs> I think he should have. I think he should have kept in touch. But Starfleet <laughs> fucking abandoned him, and they're like. Starfleet the, didn't the abandon thing, him. He quit in a did. fit. He quit in a fit of peak. Yeah, no, he quit because they said you can't have any ships. We're not helping with this. You're on your own, and you're not even on your own because your ship's not allowed to go there either. Yeah, I, it it feels it just feels to me like they want to have it both ways. That's I, all. I I see can, that. I can, but I don't I can, agree with that. I I understand. I am not going to say he didn't do anything wrong because he did. Mm. But I don't think he abandoned them. What I think he did was feel sorry for himself and withdraw when he didn't have like the perfect answer i see that i can say and if he had said if he had apologized and said that exactly he that would have said very close to that no it wasn't it didn't feel close to that to me she drew that out of him he said like i he because that's what put it in my head was he said i i didn't i didn't settle for good when i could have had perfect yeah he said that to her he didn't say all to all the romulans that were getting that had just tried to beat him up. He tried to, and then I they, mean, they seemed the really swords mad on him. Well, yeah. you, can you go around knocking signs over? You're asking for a sword fight. Yeah, but it's true. You knock over racist signs. <laughs> Come on, it was a sign that said Romulans only. Like, oh, look, no one's saying it's not a racist sign. <laughs> like, it's a, like, I mean, look, to be clear, this is a pretend show about made-up aliens. Yes. I'm not trying to say yes. this is the same. Yes. But... That said, they were clearly going for the parallel of, like, you Wait, can't drink at this water fountain. Yeah. It's yeah, space it racism. Space racism. Yeah. <laughs> that, it would have been more it. clear if it had said, what? no humans allowed. <laughs> you, yeah. You, the, the next thing you were going to say is spacism, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except now you've trained me to do it for you. I'm sorry, Al. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. <sighs> you know, it's one of those uh, things on Natalie's feet. A portmanteau. <laughs> oh, uh... So sit with that for a minute, won't you? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> that took more than uh, I, I'm ashamed by how how lo- long that took me to unpack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so what was your good thing, Matt? I really love the Romulan philosophy of absolute candor. I think it's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Just the idea that there is this complete opposite of Vulcan philosophy is so very good. I love it. I want more of it. I'm not sure why it involves samurais, but I'm here for it. I. I, like I say, I like it in practice, and I liked hearing Z- Zubali, whatever her name Z- is. Z- Zumi. Zumi. Uh-huh, Zumba. Or possibly uh, Zuni. She goes uh-huh. zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> oh, Zanny, excuse me. She oh. goes Zan, Zan, Zan. <laughs> Zandar. No, we're never yeah. going to remember her name, guys. Xanthan Gum. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Look, it's taking me four episodes to remember Nam. Uh, N- N- it's taking me five episodes to remember Narek. <laughs> Nandar. Fuck. Namor. Namor. Yeah. Rhonda. I don't, I don't know. I'm bad with names, guys. Mm-hmm. And faces. And people. Uh, yeah, I'm, just ter- I'm just terrible. <laughs> I remember Agnes, and I remember Rios, and I remember Rafi. Like, this, mm-hmm. those are the main ones. That's the important ones. Rizzo. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, Rizzo. <laughs> Rizzo. Wait, That's which just... one is Rizzo? Rizzo is uh, inbred, uh, yeah, Romulan sister. Rizzo is a character from Greece. This is... Ugh. And well, Muppets and a, would take Manhattan. Yeah, and a rat from the Muppets, yes. 
That was, I think, Gav's. Uh, mm-hmm. Gav wanted the character to be replaced by that rat. That would work. The thing is, we've talked about this before, and and I know I've brought this specific thing up before, but it's looking more and more to me like those two are going to be Sayla's children. Yeah, I would def. I could definitely see that happening. Easily. Here's my logic. Here's my logic. There is no reason to make them brother and sister unless their parent is somehow relevant, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no story reason to make them siblings unless revealing who their parent is has some kind of importance. There aren't a lot of Romulans who would make you go, oh my god, it's that person. Yeah. She's about the only one. Yeah. Unless unless they manage to grab fucking um, uh, uh, knives. Tomalak? Oh, no. Shinzon. Yeah. Wait, and I'm pretty sure he's dead. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only Romulan reveal that would have that reaction. And I really hope I'm wrong, but I keep thinking about it, and I mm-hmm. think I'm not. So, we'll see. Because, you know, humans turn up in the most unexpected. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> like, I said it as a joke going in, but the more it's, I think about it. It makes so much sense. With the way TV works now, it makes so much sense. Yeah. No, again, why are they brother and sister unless, you know, yeah. pointing out who they're, who they're actually related to is, is a thing. And they mm. do. Otherwise. Yeah, they okay. do seem to want to bring back as many greatest hits from TNG as they can. Not that Absolutely. that's a greatest hit, but. I so far think they have done a good job with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I was worried I would feel really pandered to, like, oh, here's all the here's all the things. Hey, you guys like this. No, they've they've woven things together in a very mm-hmm. interesting way. Like, even the Borg thing, I called out in week one. I was like, I rolled my eyes hard when I yeah. saw we were doing the Borg, but, like, no, that's a, that's a pretty cool take. Weren't you super concerned about Data coming back as well? I can't remember. Somebody was. I thought they would just ignore his death and they haven't at all yeah no it's been a very important part of the show yeah my concern was like you know that movie sucked but you did that thing and Mm -hmm. you have to like you have to acknowledge that you did that thing no i was i was sure when i saw the trailers that it was just like yeah we rebuilt data he's just been hanging around yeah because in the trailers you saw them opening that drawer of data parts Mm -hmm. which ended up being b4 parts but yeah you you can't tell that and, okay, so that's the first part. And then they put it back together. Oh, look, he works. <sighs> well, they've been I mean, that's... pretty good up until this epi- episode of, like, subverting what I thought they were going to do. Mm. I, they've done that more often than not, I would say. You had a real problem with some stuff in this one, though, no? I thought it was much more predictable than the previous episodes. This is this is by far my least favorite episode of okay. the four for two reasons. Um, number one. Uh, it was a little predictable. Number two, uh, well, okay, three reasons. Number two, because <laughs> uh, Elf Ninja Boy. Here, here. And uh, number three, this the the plot on the Borg Cube didn't really go anywhere. No, we didn't spend a whole lot of time with it. There was that, not a lot of forward motion. That didn't bother me because that is another function of serialized TV these days, which is some weeks. There's nothing for a set of characters to do, but you still have to check in with them. That that mm. happens on like the best of serialized shows. Like there are episodes of Breaking Bad where we'd cut away to, I don't know, Marie shoplifting or something, and it's like, <laughs> this has nothing to do with anything, but they have to keep her in the game. Yeah, but that was generally interesting. At least so this did not feel when they cut away to Sochi. I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I thought them 
running around in the sinister corridor from last week in their socks and sliding around. I thought that was adorable. It was super mm. cute. Matt hates Matt, it. You, you didn't care for it, did you? Matt did hate it. <laughs> now, oh. to be clear, did you hate all of it or just the part where they're spinning around like a like a bad old romance? The part where they were spinning around like a bad old romance. The sliding around on their socks thing was very cute. I could have done okay. it without uh, Narek going, bah! <laughs> Oh, see, I liked that. I liked the setup of him saying, it's an ancient Borg ritual. And, that and was like, great. There's what they don't have rituals. Well, they have this one. Now take off your shoes. What? What am I in Canada? Okay. And then like, squaring up like he's bowling or something. Like 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 putting his body in a very specific position and really like trying to figure mm. things. Like what is he doing? And then we. Yeah. There, I, I I had a minute thought just as it was de- right before it started where I'm like Borg t- can't take their shoes off. <laughs> they can, Wait, can Borg take their shoes off? Borg can't take their shoes off. Borg are modular. They can take anything off. Take off your hand. Okay. Slide around on your ankle nubs. They take off. They take their their they take their feet off and put skis on. They're like brats. No, they have. They're like brats. No, no. They're come on. They're Borg. They're cyborgs. They have heelys. <laughs> ah, oh, that was good. Or the wheels pop out like they're Iron Man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's like a robot thing. <laughs> Like Inspector Gadget. Oh man! Now I'm just picturing like a like a ship uh, like a cube full of board just sliding around. <laughs> yes. Like not moving their legs or anything. Just like. Shoo. Why would they See, walk? Walking is inefficient. It is See, inefficient. They should all have tank treads. This as their like uh, secret escape for like uh, morale makes so much more sense than Unimetric Zero. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yep. So much better. Dear so Picard, don't bring back the Unimatrix Zero. It fucking sucks. Uh, we'll see. Uh, so I guess we covered your bad thing, though. Because mm-hmm. you're, uh, you're uh, the romantic scene you didn't care for. That was it. I hated it. Now, let's let's circle back to the, the Elmo. Yes, Elmo. You liked him. I did. And, you know, like, I think we're far enough in this show that you can comfortably, like, talk about why without thinking i'm gonna yell at you i'll yell I at hope. you no i won't Matt, I, Matt, Matt, no. I won't yell at you i'm serious i'm, I'm serious i will not yell at you please don't because i'm genuinely surprised that you like this character and i'm curious to hear why i don't know he's fine i it's less that i like him and more i haven't seen anything that like actively makes me dislike him at this point like you know i'm open for whatever comes next basically i don't i don't care that he's like a weird alien samurai guy you know okay that's just so like, you, you know. You don't mind fantasy elements in Star Trek is what I'm No, saying. not really. Not okay. this type of fantasy element, at, at least. I don't. There's probably fantasy stuff that bugs me in Star Trek, but I couldn't name anything right now. Okay. That's fair. No, yeah. I just like, I mean, you know me. I'm not a big fantasy guy, and mm-hmm. one of the things I like about Star Trek is that it is a different genre from that. I, I have a note here that's like, oh, man, that guy has a sword. I'm going to see a cool sword fight soon. <laughs> I mean, it kind of was a cool sword fight, but I don't think it was that okay. Kind of I've cool seen better sword, sword fights. Like, I don't think that it doesn't feel like it belongs in this show. I did like uh, Picard teaching uh, the the little boy how to fence. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he brought cool. him a copy of the Three Musketeers, which he then read to him. And the kid's like, "What's a parry?" And he's like, "I'll show you tomorrow." And then that's, they cut to them like, "That's that's so the cute. thing I would have liked is if we come back to him now and he's not like got like." He's not like a samurai. He's got like he's he fences, you know. 
Yeah, he's he's cobbled together this life out of weird, like, the books that Picard read to him and stuff. Yeah, like, he's learned, like, what the, I keep wanting to call him the Benny Gesserit, the fucking... Kuat Milat. Uh, yeah. Sure. The warrior how, nuns. Yeah, yeah, how, what they've taught him. And, like, he got real into, like, Three Musketeers type stuff, because that's what Picard taught him. I think it would have helped if we had seen some of the warrior nuns doing some fighting. Yeah. So we could see... Yeah, I suppose so. Th- but we, there, didn't, we, we didn't see anyone fighting except him. Yeah, we I mostly mean, just see the nun part. Yeah. I get I get why we didn't. There's mm-hmm. no room for it in the story yeah. and you don't want to just pad things out with unnecessary stuff, but it would have been cool. You're right. Do like a weird training sequence like it's a James Bond movie. <laughs> yeah, or like we show some like some action bits during the like the uh the, the refugee parts like yeah. where they're like fighting their way through, I don't know. Like they could they could do some actiony stuff while they're mm-hmm dynamically escaping or just training in the yard (laughs) yeah with sticks (laughs) Mm -hmm. i mean we saw him cut someone's head off there was that that was a that was a really great decapitation (laughs) excellent (laughs) use of green romulan blood i'll i'll give you that (sighs) i just thought it was dumb it was just very (laughs) obvious that picard was gonna get in a fight and that the elf boy was gonna have to come save Mm -hmm. him it was just it was too obvious yeah, and that's one of the things I don't love about fantasy tropes is they're m- the most transparent of all tropes. Mm. That's one of the main things I don't like about fantasy is it follows whatever fucking rules it wants. <laughs> like, uh, magic did it, whatever. <laughs> and then, and not that Star Trek doesn't science its say, way out of just, everything. That's, you just described all of Voyager. Uh, yes. Science did it. That's why I don't like most of the work of Brandon Braga, because... He uses science as magic. Instead of adhering to established internal rules, he's just like, uh, then it was a dream, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or a ghost. Yeah, or a ghost dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we got to see that um, old Romulan ship. That was cool. That was awesome. Like, uh, very original series design, but done in a, you know, like a, a modern HD, like, very pretty looking way. The the ship lasering off one of the nacelles was so fucking cool. I, My first I reaction is like, oh, you cut off his wing, and now mm-hmm. he can't like bank in space. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh wait, nacelles. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. I usually sort of check out during ship battles. Sorry, this doesn't really. No, I do get it. it. That's fine. But I this one was kind of interesting. Yeah, it's because there were two Rioses on the screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it was because they actually. Yes. It feels well that too, but also it felt like um. I felt like I was watching two ships actually deal with fighting in an atmosphere, like fighting in space. I don't know. It felt yeah. more realistic somehow. Yeah, I could see that. Well, I liked the- uh, watching Seven's ship bounce off a fucking force field. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> fucking the planet had a had a had a force field around it, and then also like a series of drones. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean that basically just was the uh, the ship battle from Rogue One, but it was still cool. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Okay, space so let's fight, talk space fights. Let's talk about her. Yes. Obviously, we knew she was coming, but I don't think any of us expected her to show up here and now. No. I didn't until the like random ship showed up, and then I'm like, oh, it must be Seven. Well, yeah, they were clearly telegraphing someone was yes. in there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, someone important that we're not going to tell you yet, and that always means, like, a surprise. Yeah. But, exactly. like, here, I, I guess while the opening credits were rolling, I was making a drink because I didn't see one... Uh, guest starring Jerry Ryan and two directed by Jonathan Frakes. So yeah, 
No, and I wish they hadn't done that. Just like back in the day when Q would pop up in the middle of an episode and like, mm-hmm. don't don't say guest starring John Delancey. Let it be a surprise, yes. man. Is that, that must be like a union thing it too, is. or whatever, it right? Is. It probably is. I mean, she's she's a, a presence. She's a star. She's yeah. you know, she looks she, fucking great. Uh huh. Lo- yeah, she does. And she and Picard have met before. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, she, that makes sense. She knows who he is, and she's not real fond of him. And yeah, I don't know. It does, in some sense. I don't know. Starfleet's supposed to be big. Vo- like, no, but vo- she is one of the Voyager crew, and the Voyager coming back would have been a big deal when Voyager came back. Yeah, but she's not Starfleet. No, and- but she'd have been at all the like welcome home parties that all the hob- all the stars, all the generals, all yeah. the admirals, all the all the. You think she wouldn't be glued to, be to Janeway's side for all that shit? Uh, you mean her husband Chakotay, right? Yeah. Ah, why? Jesus Christ! Look, maybe I didn't he's write dead. It. Yeah, I I would love for her to say, yeah, that didn't work. That that went for two weeks. Yeah, I was. I would love if the next episode opens with, well, after my husband Chakotay exploded two seconds after <laughs> yes. we got back to Earth. Yes. <laughs> Into a shower of splinters. Yeah, just Tragic, divorce really. is not good enough for him. I, I need death. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Harry Kim's still kicking around, still an ensign. Mm-hmm. That's fine. <laughs> I don't wish him any specific harm anymore. I just yeah. wish him to never not be an ensign. Yeah. I No, I want him and to for still no be an one ensign. to ever date him. And, well, yeah. And if uh, Chekhov is still alive, to not have progressed beyond, like, commander. Yep. Those two do not get to be captains ever. Just nope. ever, ever, ever. Um, but I'm curious what brought her there. And I know we'll find out next week. I'm just, like, I'm curious, like, speculation-wise yeah. what you guys think. Like, Got why is that... she hanging out by a by a Romulan planet, intervening in a fight between a an independent ship and a Romulan ship? That, that's the thing. There's, just, there's too much we don't know about what's gone on with her in the, over the last, like, 20 years, you know? like Yes, yes, Spock, I'm asking for your best guess. Maybe she's friends with Agnes, and Agnes called her and said, hey, please come help us. There you go. That would be nice. <laughs> I would like that very much. I, a lot I of people were hoping we would get a Seven and uh, Hugh meeting, and it doesn't really look yeah. like that's going to happen. Yeah, I I would really like to see that. Yeah, they're in some kind of former Borg like support group. Yeah, mm-hmm. or you know, the Seven I could think... just pop over to the Reclamation Project. Well, that's what I think. I think the reclam like this planet was described as a reclamation site. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the planet and the Borg cube are somehow connected. Oh. And I think that's what brought her there. Okay. And that's what brings us into the Borg plot. I could be wrong. And that also means we're never going to get to the fireworks factory that is Free Cloud. But also, I don't care. <laughs> much. We're still going with Free Cloud. Okay. I, the last episode ended with him, like, I pointed this out. I didn't love him saying engage because it felt a little much. But uh, despite that, they said, set a course for Free Cloud. Let's go. And then we pick up with this episode. And it's like, oh, we're not going there. We're going somewhere. Like, He's been hanging guys, out with Janeway a little. Yeah. But, but, gotta okay. stop to pick flowers. There is and that. Samurai. But also, there's only 10 episodes. You guys clearly plotted all this out. Why mm. did you need to back up and change your mind? Like, it felt like uh, they yeah. planned it poorly. Like bad writing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't use that lightly. Like, there's not a lot of actual bad writing in this show, but it felt like bad plotting. Like, the last episode ended with we're going to point B and this episode starts with, nah, never mind, we're going to point C. Like mm-hmm. what what why? <laughs> it just 
I uh, felt weird. I almost made Elnor my bad thing, like just him, like adult him as my whole bad thing. And then I was like, well, if I, if I make him my bad thing, then like the entire reason for this episode is the bad thing. And I, d- I felt didn't feel fair. I mean, he is my bad thing. So yeah. what are you going to do? I understand. But it didn't feel fair because the episode itself was fine. It was like better than most Discovery episodes. Yeah. No, I I still enjoyed it. And there is some great dialogue. Yes. Between... All of the various members of this ragtag crew that Picard's put together. Like, oh, you were talking. Yeah, this is. You were talking about hearing, Agnes and Rios. Just hearing Agnes and Rios banter, and then so later good. there's another scene uh, between. Well, Raffi's talking to Picard mm-hmm. and Rios, and then Agnes walks in. Just like, it's just chatting. There's a little bit of exposition, but mostly it's just fun character work, and it's very good. Yes. Yeah. Raffi at one point says, uh, if I can be frank, and Picard just gives her this look and he's like, oh, that would be refreshingly, that would be a refreshing change if you were to be frank. <sighs> so Is this good. a secret meeting? Can I come in? Uh-huh. <laughs> also oh. very good. Yep. And she's like pestering, like, hey, what are you reading? Are you reading? What are you reading? <laughs> I, bet, I bet you hated that, Matt. I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's the worst thing anyone can do to anybody. She was bored. She's like, I wanted to play a hollow, and all you have is Klingon opera. What the fuck, man? It feels that's he almost feels like the kind of guy that would be reading a super pretentious book, just hoping somebody would would interrupt him and ask him about (laughs) his super pretentious book. It's a very Zaphod Beeblebrock's energy. It's very. What's the most nonchalant chair I can be discovered sitting at? (laughs) (laughs) I agree with you there. Because, yeah, he, he name-checked the book on the bridge mm-hmm. in the previous episode. Like, huh? Uh? Mm-hmm. Look, I'm, look that... he's the guy that hates Kindles because you can't, no one can see what in, amazing book you're reading. Best uh... thing about Kindles. <laughs> no, that's, best thing about Kindles is that people can't see what trash you're reading. That too. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I sympathized with her because it's like, you have a hospitality hologram, and I'm still bored. How is this possible? Well, unfortunately, somebody decided to take up the hospitality hologram with using his house. <laughs> yeah, that's that's an odd choice. Like, I get it. You called it in your in your summary, Tidro. It's because it costs money, but mm-hmm. and I'm sure he's comfortable there. But come on, man, it's a hologram. You can recreate literally anything. Yeah. You could make your ready room on the Enterprise D. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Something uh, a little Picard. more business like. Mm-hmm. Picard, I wanted to uh, use the hologram to, uh, you know, maybe pass the time, play a game or whatever. No, I'm using it to sit in my own apartment and s- read my book and drink my wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, at one point, he pauses the hologram, and all that does is stop the, the birds. Gra- yeah, make the grape leaves not like waft faintly in the wind. Mm-hmm. Like, there's almost no motion in the thing. <clears throat> what are you pausing? I'd hate to miss any of the plot. In some uh-huh. of the previews, it showed Seven of Nine like having a discussion with Picard in his study. So I assumed it was going to be his study on Earth, and now it makes more sense that there are. Yeah, it's a nice bit space. of misdirection. Yeah, I would. I would say I only watched the first trailer because I'm trying to go in. Like I don't watch the in the next episode because things you have either. Willpower. I just, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to. I like to be surprised by things, and I like that misdirection i like that yeah. a lot of the things we assumed from the 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 trailer are completely wrong like they're taking mm-hmm. a cue from jj abrams they don't just feed it to you they they trick you a little bit yes. and I like yeah that. exactly because i want to be surprised i don't want to watch the trailer and have a sense that okay now i know exactly how this is gonna go sure so it's nice yeah 
Uh, Rafi at one point had the line that uh, man can't even take a guilt trip without using a starship, which yeah, was, was very good. <laughs> there are like four or five different quotes I wanted to use from this. There, there's a lot of. What really did you good actually dialogue. use? Oh, it, it was an adorable moment. Okay, what is it? It's when, um, it's a promises are prisons thing, but just put this quote in. Can you read the book? Yes, of course. But in three days, I have to be in Central Station to meet the next convoy. Because last time you promised that... A promise is a prison, Elnor. Do not make yourself another's jailer. And that reminds me, Zani. Last time, I made you a promise that I would try and find some sweet Harifat. But I totally forgot that promises were prison so... Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> That's very good. Well, yes, but you're supposed to set it up. There's no see. setting up. to tell the audience what it is. I don't is. think it requires any setup. Okay. It, is this the clip from Mac and Me? Yes, it is. God damn it, Paul Rudd. <laughs> now I'm not Paul Rudd. Matt's Paul Rudd. Yeah, I'm Paul Rudd. Yeah, I know. Okay. I'm Captain Picard. <laughs> I thought you were Elmo. Ah, no, Elmo is Elmo. <laughs> Elmo doesn't say I. <laughs> Elmo uses the royal we. Uh-huh. We are uh, not amused, subject. <laughs> yeah, your Elmo is better than mine. Off with your head. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, anything else? We didn't. We really didn't talk about Soji at all, except for... There's nothing to talk about. There's not a whole lot if, going on there. If you feel like we skipped something relevant, please. Yeah. I, like, nothing happened over there. No, his incest do you, sister do you showed think up and make, made fun of him for wanting to fuck a robot. That was about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's all, like, it's it's all typical B-plot stuff. It's yeah. all running in place to remind you that they're there. It's, like, I don't think there's much to discuss, really. Yeah, I think that's it. Hmm? All right. Well, that's all for this time. Yeah. Uh, Tidra, why don't you plug away? Okay, you can buy uh, devil horns and um, pop culture soaps from my shop at uh, mm -hmm. bunnybubbles.etsy.com. And um, that's about it. I make stuff, and you should buy it. Mm -hmm. Yes, you should. It's, Thank it's you. Somebody definitely, somebody bought some soap from me recently and said, I learned about you on PA, and that made me really Good. happy. Good. That's well, awesome. That's, yes. That's why we ask you to plug, because yeah. we want people to know that you know, well, you it, exist it in the works. No, you, you do good stuff. People should buy it. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. All right. So, as ever, our website, postatomichorror.com. We are on Tumblr, postatomichorror.tumblr.com. You can write to us. And, again, if you write to us with any sort of, like, uh, who was that guy? Why? Or, like, was this for important? instance, who's Seven of Nine? Like, you probably know from, like, seeing covers of TV Guide for five years in a row. But maybe you don't. We'd be happy to, like, and I say this in the nicest possible way, we'd be happy to dumb it down for you. Like, yeah. there's a lot of continuity in here that we'll be happy to cut through the bullshit and, and you know, explain it to you without, like, pandering to you in a 20-minute YouTube video. We have mm -hmm. several like, mutual Twitter friends that I've seen you explain select things that like we you have we have a couple of friends that have never watched star trek that are watching the show and yeah. you're being very and, uh cool and nice about explaining like who that guy is and why this is important and those are the ones that i know about i'm sure there yeah, are more because exactly. everyone knows patrick stewart's a great actor and everyone's like oh well i always wanted to watch next gen but there's fucking 170 some episodes and 
This one only has 10. Maybe I'll give this a try. Like, yeah. This show I looks get it. so much better than Discovery. Like, infant, like so mm. much better. I just I just like the aesthetic of it better. I think it has the same budget, but I think they're going very different looks design directions with it. very expensive. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, if you want to write to us, we will answer those questions as soon as we get them, like on the yeah. on the next show. Uh, post it on the core at Gmail. Uh, any, any other sort of uh, broad questions or other, like, things uh we will save until our supplemental which the next one i think is in april um but please write to us we'd love to hear from you uh we are on twitter uh, at algar at robot matt tedro you want to give your well i just did it's at tedro yeah so thank you there it is uh and that's all until next week yeah see you folks the post-atomic horror podcast is a co-production of ron algar watt and matt robotham copyright 2020 Please don't sue us, we're just doing this for fun.